Welcome to Answers from Antioch. You have joined us at the intersection of God's Word and today's world. This broadcast is brought to you by the Antioch Baptist Church in Bristol, Virginia. Join us as we examine information that impacts the church, the Christian, and the Christian home. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Josh Davis filling in for Pastor Brad Davis. It's my joy and privilege to get to be with you. Thank you so much for tuning in. I want to invite you to connect with us on our church website. That's AntiochBristol.com. And we'll say more about that later on. If you've joined us this week, we've been discussing some of the ways that we can keep Jesus Christ as the center focus of our Christmas celebration. Just as a reminder, tomorrow begins the month of December, and we shared the idea that's gone around, and I've seen this for several years. I've done it myself, starting in Luke chapter 1 on December 1st, and each day read a chapter out of the Gospel of Luke, and it's got 24 chapters, so Christmas Eve, December 24th, you'll be right there at Luke 24. And then coming on to Christmas Day, you can reread Luke 1 and 2 for Christmas Day. That's a great just devotional suggestion to help keep Christ at the center focus of your Christmas celebration. And that would begin tomorrow, December 1st. On today's program, I want to talk about how do we handle Santa Claus and I'm going to speak about it in a more grown-up way, certainly not in a a bad way, but I'm just saying if if there's young ears around who may not want to hear this, or maybe you don't want them to hear this, you can pause and and pick it back up later, different things like that, through our podcasts and stuff like that. So just wanted to give that word of caution out there. Different people have different feelings about Santa Claus, and I'm going to share with you my personal convictions, and what we do as a family to help our kids. And I feel like it's a spiritual help. And again, this is my personal conviction. You may not share the same personal conviction, and that's between you and the Lord. Wherever you land on that, uh, you be right with God, I'll be right with God, and we'll be happy. And I'm not against Santa Claus per se. I don't have a vendetta against him or anything like that. But my view is that I want my kids to understand what is real and what is true. And my wife and I, even before our children were born, we had this discussion uh, raising our kids. When we found out she was pregnant and things like that, we began to discuss early on as parents, how are we going to handle this situation and how do we want our kids to be taught? And we made the conscious decision to not teach our kids about Santa Claus and to tell them that he is real. And they know and they've always known that he is make-believe, that he is not a real person, that it's me and your mommy that are buying these presents for you and wrapping them and putting them under the tree and things like that. And so uh, we said we want them to understand the difference between make-believe, fiction, and reality, truth. 
And I know that just because somebody hears about Santa Claus and believes in Santa Claus when they're a kid doesn't mean they're going to believe that Jesus is a fairy tale when they get grown up. I know the line is not that black and white, but at the same time, it was a personal conviction that we had that we wanted them to know that Jesus Christ is truly God and that Christmas is the season to worship and honor and praise the name of Jesus Christ. And we didn't want to open the door for anything uh, to pull that down and to pull that away and to tear that down. And so we made that decision. That's how we wanted to focus our Christmas celebration, all about Jesus. And now my kids, as they are growing up and they're both in school, elementary school aged, they are coming home with some questions You know, how do we interact with kids who still believe in Santa Claus? Do we tell them that they're wrong? My son is more in that line of thinking. I just tell them that they're wrong and that Santa's not real. And my daughter is more of the line of, well, maybe we shouldn't tell them. Maybe we shouldn't say anything. And that, you know what, that's opened up a doorway for a great conversation because it's helping them to see how do you handle it when people have differences of beliefs And when should you speak up? And my advice to my kids was simply this, that you should never apologize for telling the truth. You should never apologize for bringing truth into the mix and speaking the truth. Now, I said, if you speak it in a hurtful way, then yes, I believe you ought to apologize because you're not speaking the truth to help somebody or to build somebody up, you're speaking it to tear people down or to shame them or to make them feel bad or to feel less than or anything else. We don't say, oh, you're just an idiot. How could you believe in Santa Claus? I can't believe you would believe in that kind of a fairy tale. That's nonsense. I say, That's not the attitude to have at all. We should apologize to somebody if we have that attitude. But there's a bigger lesson at play here, not just fighting about Santa Claus, but when it comes to sharing our faith. And I'm trying to instill in my kids through this opportunity, through this example, that we can speak the truth about Jesus Christ to anyone. We're going into a world that knows nothing of Jesus Christ and that is against Jesus Christ more than they are for Santa Claus and everything else. And we need to learn how to engage this world in a proper way. That's not apologetic in the sense of, man, I got to walk around on eggshells. I got to be careful what I say and how I say it and to whom I say it. I just got to keep my mouth shut. No, we have the truth that can change lives, that can set people free from the chains that are binding them and holding them back. And we have this good news. We need to have a a sense of holy boldness about us. And God give us that holy boldness that we need to speak the truth in love. Again, not to win an argument, not to put a, a, a notch in our favor that I beat down somebody else with my strong arguments. No, it is simply to love the person enough to speak to them the truth. If my kids are playing out in the middle of a busy street and they're having the best time of their life, 
it would be unloving of me to not warn them. I know I used a double negative there, and forgive me for that, but let me say it the other way, and maybe it'll make more of an impact into your life, that it would be loving of me to warn them, to pull them out of the street, and to say, no, we can't play there. That's dangerous. You're going to get hurt. You're going to get killed. Oh, but dad, we're having the time of our life. It's so much fun. Let us play We just made up the best game ever. No, it's dangerous. You can't play there. You don't belong there. Come back to the yard where it's safe, where you're protected. That's the attitude we need to have going into this world. Simply because we have a world that needs the truth. This world, I believe, is searching for truth in all the wrong places. And they're coming up with all the wrong conclusions. Everybody doing that which is right in their own eyes. May God help us to understand how that we can uh, grapple with the truth and push forward the truth into other people's lives. And I believe that's part of keeping Christ in our Christmas celebration. And whatever you and your family decide to do with Santa Claus, again, that's your personal conviction But these are some of the issues and the reasons why we have chosen the stance that we have chosen. Because we want our kids to know what is true, what is real. We want them to learn how to stand on what is true and what is real and stand up for what is true and what is real. Thank you for joining us today. We encourage you to visit our website at AntiochBristol.com. There you will find many ways to contact us and connect with us, and so much more. Until next time, stand firm in Jesus' truth.